Life really can feel like an emotional roller coaster sometimes. It has ups and downs, twists and turns. Sometimes you know what's coming, sometimes you don't. With the power of coping skills, you really can handle anything life throws your way. Hi, I'm a mental health therapist. My name is Mallory Grimsey. Sometimes people call me the coping skills queen because I talk about coping skills all the time. The CDC recently released their 2021 report and they found that mental health challenges for teenagers are rising at even more alarming rates than before. A lot of that was not necessarily in your control and happen to you or around you, you still have to deal with the residual effects. And that's where coping skills can really come in and help. As a mental health therapist, I start with coping skills with all the people that I work with and many other mental health therapists do too. Because the thing is, is that if you cannot tolerate your intense emotional experiences, in the room, in session, talking to your therapist, there's no way we're gonna get to the root of the deeper healing. And that's because you need to be able to hang in there because it's gonna get uncomfortable. You're going to need good, healthy coping skills to get you through. Now, while this is a mental health channel and I am a mental health therapist, which focuses a lot of my information on mental health issues and concerns and solutions, I also know that there are a variety of other issues that are facing and challenging teens today that get in the way that don't necessarily lead to a mental health diagnosis, but could be useful when it comes to coping skills. Some of those off the top of my head include academic pressure. I mean, grades and getting to college, it's huge, right? There are family conflicts and relationships, knowing how to talk to your family members, especially parents and vice versa, can really make a huge difference. Social media, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure to engage and show up and be available and respond and be cute about it too. Like you just have to constantly be on and ready. It's a lot for anybody, let alone all of the other like bullying and digital abuse and all those other issues. So coping skills I just need to put out there are not necessarily going to solve the problem. You are going to be able to solve the problem, but in order to solve the problem, you need coping skills to get there. See how that works? So coping skills are all the things that we intentionally and meaningfully do to control and manage our emotional experience so that it's not so intense and so overwhelming that it's creating other problems that we have to solve. It allows us to tolerate and feel our feelings and hang in there through the intensity of an uncomfortable emotional experience so it doesn't grow into a larger issue like panic attacks or self-harm or even suicidal thinking. These are really real dangers of avoiding and ignoring your feelings. So by using coping skills in a healthy and mindful, considerate way, you can potentially steer in a different direction and not end up stress crying or exploding in irritability or saying things that you regret, wouldn't that be nice? So you probably already know that next week I'm going to be going live here on YouTube sharing the three secrets that I wish I knew as a teenager that helped me manage and control my feelings as a therapist. Make sure that you are signed up and you have your notifications turned on so that you're notified as soon as we go live because this will be the one and only time that I do go live talking about this and I'm probably not going to have it up there forever. And if you've been following this channel for a while, you know I really don't go live. I don't have a lot of time or energy for that. So this 
a really big deal. You definitely want to show up if you want to have a direct conversation with me because I will be making time for Q&A. And if you are there live, there will be some special opportunities for you. Okay, so we've talked a ton about how coping skills can help you thrive as a teenager, but we haven't talked too much about how you can build healthy coping skills. So the first thing that I really want you to do is to check in and see what is working and what is not working when you're dealing with a problem. So think about a problem that you recently had, something low key, you don't want something like that is going to send you into a stress cry spiral. So like for me, something that was minorly annoying is I often forget where I put my glasses down in the morning when I'm getting ready. <laughs> it's a little inconvenient. I always find them, I know that. So one thing that I will literally do is I will pause, stop and reflect on, okay, where was I right before this? And I work backwards until I find my glasses. And by taking that moment and working backwards one step at a time, that helps me focus and not get so stressed out or aggravated or mean to myself so that I can find my glasses. Another way that you can build healthy coping skills is working with a mental health therapist directly. Now, of course, I'm always gonna be a big fan of therapy, but I also know that working with a therapist is not always accessible or easy for you. It's especially when you were a busy, overscheduled teenager. It's one of the reasons that I created the Coping Skills Crash Course as not a replacement for psychotherapy, but as kind of a placeholder while you are working on linking up with a therapist that matches your vibe and your schedule, or if you just don't have a ton of time to commit to therapy right now, but you do wanna take care of your mental health. Or if you are working with a therapist and you're feeling stuck, check it out. So you may or may not already know this, but we all have coping strategies that we use each and every day. You just might not be calling them coping skills or coping strategies. So asking your friends like, hey, what do you do to deal with this? Or how do you manage this? Can help give you some ideas on some coping skills that you can try and incorporate in your day-to-day -day life with an issue that you're struggling with. Next up, you definitely wanna check in, is it helping or is it hurting? Now, the thing about coping skills is that even the healthy ones can become harmful or unhelpful if they are over or underused or they're having a different effect than we are intending. Let's take napping. Napping is lovely and wonderful. I love sleeping. It makes me feel well-rested and alert and awake. It helps me to concentrate. It helps with my stress. It's amazing. I think most of us would agree, naps are pretty great, unless you're a crying, cranky toddler, right? <laughs> but the truth is that napping and sleeping is awesome. The problem though, is that if you are overusing and oversleeping too much, it can create other issues for you. Like maybe you don't have as much time to get your homework done and so now you're having to stay up later so that you can get your homework done and now you're tired the next day which leads to more napping and you are just co-creating that harmful cycle over and over again. Definitely always check in is it helping or is it hurting? Even though it might be a healthy coping skill on the surface, it's really your experience of that coping strategy. And in the big picture, is this creating a new or different problem or is it alleviating the original problem? Now, one of the things that I almost always get is I tried that coping skill once and it didn't work. I would urge you to reconsider what is working or not working. On average, it can take about six to eight different coping strategies to help you hang in there and get the same relief from a problem 
behavior or experience. Keep that in mind. I like to think about it like, okay, if you are driving along and you notice that your gas tank is about to be empty, right? You could probably go like a few more miles um, depending on how your gas tank is. If it gets all the way down to zero, you're gonna need to fill up with gas, right? Otherwise it's gonna totally peter out on the road and you're gonna be stranded until you can call AAA. <laughs> One of the things that you do is when you notice it starts getting low, you fill it up a little bit more. But let's say that you only put one gallon in there. Okay, technically you have filled up your gas tank, but if you are going from Connecticut to California, there's no way that that one gallon is gonna get you there, right? The same is true with emotions and coping skills. If you are an eight, nine, 10 on a zero to 10 intensity scale of a problematic emotional experience, and you're expecting to take a deep breath and that be it, I got news for you. You're gonna need more than one coping skill. So make sure that you are trying more than once and in different situations because every experience is gonna be different. So sometimes, taking a few deep breaths might be enough. Other times, taking a few deep breaths is just a start. Now, I know my busy overscheduled teens are like, I don't have time for coping skills. I hear you. You guys have a lot on your plate. You've got school, you've got sports, you've got dance, you've got your other family obligations, you've got dating, you've got friends, and like, Everybody wants your time and attention and energy, and there's only so much of you to go around. Coping skills don't have to take a lot of time unless you want them to. Sometimes just taking 30 seconds and doing something that is a coping skill can take the edge off. It might not totally get you to where you're going, but it can help ease the tension a little bit. So you can definitely work coping skills even into a really busy schedule. In fact, I have a whole lesson on how you can improve the moment with coping skills that are all mindset strategies. So you don't even need an additional thing to help you with that. It's all internal. And of course, you're gonna take your mind wherever you are, right? I hope so. <laughs> Speaking of which, Coping skills should change based on the situation. You would never bring a hammer to a tennis match and expect to play well, right? You need the right tools for the right circumstances and situation. And so there are actually four different types of coping strategies that apply to different situations. There's a whole lesson on it and then an even deeper dive in the coping skills crash course. So if you're interested in that, definitely click the link in the description to learn more about that. I'm not gonna go into that in this video cause that's like a lot. <laughs> but just keep in mind that you wanna match the coping skill or the strategy to the situation. Don't try and apply the same coping skill just across the board, it's probably not gonna be effective. Now, because I specialize in working with teenagers, a lot of my videos and information is geared towards teenage experiences, but coping skills are not just for teenagers. They are for everybody. I use them. That's why I'm sharing my three secrets on how I control my feelings as a therapist using coping skills and some other strategies. You definitely don't wanna miss that. It's gonna be on Friday, April 14th. Sign up now, put it in your calendar. You're gonna wanna show up live. There's gonna be a lot of really fun, cool things that we're gonna be offering. It's a secret. I can't wait to see you there. Now, one of the things that we don't often think about that's actually really helpful when it comes to building coping skills and strategies that help you thrive as a teenager is actually sharing with your parents what works and doesn't work. So if you, are just using coping strategies and your parents aren't understanding that one, what a coping strategy is, two, that you're actually trying to better the situation, and three, that it's working or not working, they might actually misread or misinterpret what you're doing. So for example, 
Doodling or drawing, we know, there's a lot of research on this, can be really helpful for focusing and attention. But somebody who doesn't understand or know that as a coping strategy may see you writing or drawing and think that you are ignoring them or that you are disregarding what they're saying. And so they might get really angry and you might get punished and all you are trying to do is hang in there through the moment so that you can respond appropriately. Now, please don't misinterpret me and say, everything is a coping skill because again, you wanna check in, is it helping or is it hurting? Um, just because something is a coping strategy or coping skill does not mean that it will be universally applied or understood, which is why this needs to be an ongoing conversation with your parents, especially if you want their support at home and beyond. As a teenager, I think we can all agree, our parents have a lot of influence and impact on our day-to-day -day life. So it's probably important that you have good relationships or good enough relationships with them. So starting with this, would be hugely impactful and powerful, not just for you, but for them too. Because at the end of the day, they really just wanna know that they're doing a good job raising a good kid. So if you can let them know like, hey, this is what I'm thinking and this is how I'm enacting it, they're probably gonna be really impressed and proud of you, I hope. Making these videos are always fun, but I do really enjoy getting to talk with people too. That's why I decided that next week I'm gonna be going live here on YouTube. You know, I don't have a ton of time or energy to be able to go live with you guys, even though I would love to do more of that. So this is a rare opportunity if you wanna get some in vivo, real time interaction with me, not just on the videos, definitely show up. It's gonna be Friday, April 14th. Put it in your calendar and I can't wait to see you there. Thanks for watching.